We play and call it work. Wargaming.com. Welcome, Wargamers, to a very special impromptu streaming of an awesome project that uh, I'm very grateful to say that I'm a part of, as well as a whole bunch of other people that you may recognize throughout the course of this live stream, which will be running for a couple hours. Uh, this is Miniature Wargaming, the movie. This is the North American uh, launch party, so welcome, everybody, for those who are tuning in via Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, just going down the line here, If uh, I'm going to call out names, and when I say your name, just say hello and let everyone know that you're here. Uh, Joseph Pittington. I'm here. Hello, everyone. Adam Copeman. Hi, everyone. I'm here. <laughs> Matt Rattenbury. Hello. Good to see everyone. Henry Hyde. Hi, thanks for joining us. Chris Nichols. Not here yet. Not here. Oh. Andy Bryant. Hello. Good afternoon. Good evening. And uh, Rick Priestley. Hello. Good to be here. All right. So we're going to talk about some awesome stuff and get to know these guys a little bit, see what went into making of this film. But first things first, what we're going to do is show a trailer for the film. Brace yourselves. Here it is. It doesn't matter what you are in, in the real world. In this world, you're a general on the battlefield. People that sort of frown on it say it's you know, nerdy and geeky and things. It's just because they haven't tried it. It's shaped who I've become and how my life has progressed. So we're going to go to UK Games Expo this year. It's going to be our first year as a macrocosm stand all on our own. We are looking to bring the board game there. My plan for Norway is to kind of like just draw a game and I'll be happy with that. But Matt, however, is very competitive. And if he doesn't win, he gets very angry very quickly. Well, Small Terrain started back in 2012. We were working out of the shed in the garage, like I think most people start off. The other really enormous phenomenon as it became from the 1970s is the emergence of Games Watch. Brian did ask me a few times, he said, could you take a job? And I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, jo I'll join, but can it be on the understanding that one day we'll produce this game? We started out with the rules for horse and musket, but the miniatures for ancients. So then was a mad scramble to do something about that. The opportunity to make models for the Lord of the Rings film and the opportunity to make that game was too damn good to miss, and I didn't want anyone else to do it. When we first got the license for it, um, it was all quite uh, quite exciting really, because we were taken out of the studio and locked away in, into the room with all the archives which they were sending through. Very exciting because you've got loads of information coming in and uh, people turning up. It's bloody hard work. So much competition, so many fantastic things out there. And you've got to compete for your slice of the, of, of the pie. What does wargaming mean to me? It's an escape. I can forget who I am for those few hours. And when you get it right, there's nothing better than you And I love it. Yeah, my career at Games Workshop's been really interesting because I started off putting toy soldiers in boxes, 
very quickly became um, the guy at the studio who was in control of the development of the product range for uh, the written material, not the toy soldiers, just the written stuff. And then when the company expanded and we got lots more games designers, I became, in effect, our chief designer for tabletop war games. And really, all through the 80s, Rick, how are you? <laughs> Very well, thank you. I see you have a special guest there with you. I have quite a friend. <laughs> so for, for those of you who don't know, or for, for those who don't know who you are, uh, which is, uh, I must say, in our industry, it is a, it's a corner of the world, a very small corner. But just for that specific corner, please tell people uh, who you are in the industry. Uh Sure. Well, uh, for many years, I worked uh, uh, at Games Workshop and I was responsible for developing the Warhammer and Warhammer 40,000 games, uh, as well as a lot of other things. Uh, so it was you. Yeah, I, I was I was irresponsible for it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> awesome. So. Uh, so, OK, so here's a question off the bat. Uh, how how did that come to be? Where were you in in your life that you were able to be uh, the man to do that? Uh, that's easy. I was incapable of doing anything else. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I went to college and did a degree in archaeology, which qualifies you for standing out in the rain, which I didn't enjoy very much. Um, I had hair down to my waist. It's gone now. You may have noticed. Well, it's still, it's still around my waist, but you know, not on my head. Actually. Um, and, um, so I was unemployable, uh, but of course I'd already got this toy soldier thing going on. Um, I'd, uh, I'd known and uh, uh, I'd worked with uh, Brian Ansell previously when he was at Asgard and he just offered me a job doing um, mail order so I started putting toy soldiers in boxes awesome uh, yeah there's and, a... and I just happened to live quite closely you know, so it wasn't a problem there's a lot yeah. of people in the chat that are saying thank you Mr. Priestley thank you sir thank you for contributing to our hobby there's a lot of that I, happening I, I, right I, now that's that's very uh, very welcome. It was a it was a joy and a pleasure to find something that I could do, and uh, uh, earn a living at, and um, along the way enable lots of other people to make a living as well. Absolutely, myself included. Uh, so thank you very much for that. Uh, it's it's a way of life for a lot of people, and I think that's a, a very accurate way of describing it. It's a way of life. We kind of revert back to that as we step away from our regular lives. So did you ever think that you? What you were doing at that time would have such an impact? Uh, uh, not, not really. Not right at the beginning. I think once, um, you know, once it got on a little bit and we were into the uh, later 80s and 90s, we knew what we were dealing with. And um, I think we had a sense of how uh, what the potential was and, you know, how, um, how it was all going to work out. But at the time, you know, in the, in the early 80s when I joined Games Workshop, there was no way, no way on God's green earth that we, we could guess that it was going to be quite so much. This cat's giving me some trouble. Come on, you. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so uh, just, a, just a fun question here. Do you have a, uh, do you have a, like an army or something that you like, uh, that you identify with? Um, I, I, my go-to army is uh, my Romans, uh, sort of first century AD, early second century AD, what they usually call early Imperial Romans. It's that, um, period from, I would say, roughly the invasion of, of Britain under uh, Claudius through to the uh, Dacian campaigns. So that sort of period 
Roman history in general, but um, the Roman Imperial Army in particular. That was my, my go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, when for fantasy, it was always goblins. Goblins, always the bad guys. Yeah, bad yeah, guys. it was always goblins. Mm. The dark side. Yeah, and I think, it's, yeah, I don't know why. I think it's because uh, when I was a, a, a there was a, there were very few ranges of toy soldiers about for fantasy when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But one of the ranges that did exist, and Henry will remember this, is the uh, minifigs. Mythical Earth range or Middle Earth range, yeah. any mm. range. It was yeah. probably one of the first ranges ever designed for uh, uh, for fantasy. And me and a group of friends got together and decided we were all going to buy armies for for the Lord of the Rings. But my friends got in first. So, so the Richard Halliwell, who you might have heard of, he co-wrote Warhammer with me. He he nabbed the um, Gondorians and the, uh, uh, the the men, you know, the good guys. Mm-hmm. And my friend Andy, who since gone on to have a lustrous career and uh, do do do, uh, do do other things, but he um, he went for the uh, uh, the elves and the dwarves, so he only left the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I got lumbered with the bad guys. That's awesome. And That's... It's been that way ever since. So we have time for a couple questions from uh, our viewers. So if you have any questions for Mister Priestley, uh, leave them in the chat, sure. and I will uh, I'll pull a couple out from there. Uh, mm. In the meantime, I must say uh, I. I identify with that story because something very similar happened to me when I chose my first army and still the same army that I play with right now. It was the ones you that were left over. Yeah, the leftover ones. And it was the bad guys. It was the same thing. It's, so, bad, yeah, it's always the bad guys. It's always it? the bad always guys. The guys first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello from France. Uh, hello, France. Uh, so they somebody was saying that uh, basically when the Roman army started to look cool, uh, yeah, I guess so. Because you've got the, um, the that sort of first century AD, you've got the development of that segmented armor, um, which which is Hollywood, isn't it? That's, Hollywood Romans, that's what you think of. Here's a um, que- here's a question from Alex Morrow. What inspired the look of the first Chaos Space Marines? Oh, Chaos Space Marines, the Chaos Warriors, really. It's, it was take one from column A and one from column B. I mean, you, you, the uh, the, the original Space Marine models, and I'm talking original ones, you know, 1987 sort of time, they were uh, conceived of as a science fiction version of a Chaos Warrior. At the time, Chaos Warriors were our most popular warrior code. Um, you know, we, we, uh, we, they, they were the best sellers. So actually using them as the model for Space Marines was um, fairly uh, uh, obvious. And then the idea of just chaosing them up a little bit, like skulls and spikes, um, it, you know, it's fairly obvious, and uh, I, I think it just comes from that, really. It, it just, there's nothing, there's nothing more behind it. I don't think. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's great. Sometimes it's uh, just this simple yeah. origin. Uh, yeah, well, if you look at all the Chaos Warrior mutations that we made models of, them, which um, Tony Eklund drew rather nicely, Tony had had a very t- a great talent for drawing those kind of monstrosities. He, he, he comes from a little bit older than me. So his comic, he's a great, he's a great um, comic enthusiast. So he, he would be drawing upon the great comic artists of the um, sort of 50s and 60s and the horror stories. Um, uh, and there was a lot of that kind of visual horror comes across in the, in the uh, Chaos Warriors, I think. So one more question here. Uh, what is sure. your, what's your favorite rule set? Oh, what of mine or in general? Um, I, th- I, I think if it was mine, mm-hmm. it's whatever I'm working on, because <laughs> that's the way <laughs> in the world. Yep. 
Um, you, you're, uh, it, the, I don't know it's, it, what it is, but you know you you fall in love with the rule set, and you, you go, "Oh yeah, this is this is this is it." And you, your head's right in it, and you, you kind of enjoy playing it. And then after a while, you get another idea, another thing gets in your head, and you fall in love with that. And it, it's not you don't it's not that you don't appreciate or like the other ones. It's just that that's the way that you, you get from one to another. Mm-hmm. Um, historically, I don't know really. I've I've not. I've played so many and yet so few in any sort of uh, depth. Um, when, I, when I was younger, we played a lot of the WRGH rules and really enjoyed playing those uh, and arguing over them occasionally. Um, and they, they ran to about five editions before they changed quite substantially. Um, and uh, I, I wouldn't say it was a, they were a, a playable modern set in... Uh, it, it, in a comparable way to the sort of thing you buy today, but they have a great place in my heart because <laughs> that, that was what we played when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. Well, th- thank you very much, uh, Mr. Priestley. Uh, it's, it's, I feel like uh, whenever you're telling your stories, that it's, it's kind of like there's like a, a story time setting. <laughs> we're just sitting, <laughs> we're sitting at your feet and we're just listening <laughs> to this stuff. And I'm sure that's a, a feeling that is felt by many. Uh, so uh, thank thank you for uh, your thoughts and for your participation and for being in the film. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, we're going to move on. Uh, before we uh, start discussion with uh, Joseph Piddington, the filmmaker, we're going to show uh, some of the giveaways sponsored by Warlord Games. And so uh, during the course of this stream, uh, throughout the stream, there will be some giveaways. Uh, starting with a starter set giveaway. Band of Brothers here, as you guys can see, that is one of the giveaways. Another one is a signed book giveaway. Uh, for those of us who are into bolt action or want to get into bolt action, now is the perfect time. And we also have Pick a Starter Army giveaway, which is uh, probably the best out of the three, uh, disputably. Uh, I mean, this signed book one is kind of priceless. It's hard to put a value on that one, but uh, uh, fantastic. So thank you very much, Warlord Games, for sponsoring this and for providing these giveaways. And uh, going back here now to Joseph, Joseph Pennington, how are you? Yeah, very good. Thanks so, for having me. Okay, so I got to say, uh, first off, filmmaker, uh, to, to make any film is a feat, and to complete it, uh, it fights you every step of the way. Uh, and uh, congratulations for uh, completing the film, getting it done, getting distribution. Uh, so how, how do you feel, first off? How do you feel about that? uh tired tired yeah. that's, the, that's the honest reason uh it's taken a, a long time and uh yeah but it's it's been amazing um when obviously when i came up with the idea and set out to do the film it started off as really just like a small idea mm-hmm. um and it's just kind of evolved over over time and Within six months of starting actual production and filming, I, I quickly realized that it was it needed a lot more attention. It needed to turn into a much bigger kind of production. Um, and that's kind of when the, the journey really started into not only just having it out um, for kind of a few people um, that kind of supported it um, through Kickstarter, but trying to get a more global kind of audience. Right. Um, so yeah, it was, that was, it's been, it's been a long, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's paying off and 
I'm just really, really glad that it's got to this point and it's finally kind of got onto the platforms and reaching out a much larger, larger audience than kind of, you know, just inside the wargaming hobby. So mm. yeah, I'm really, I'm really genuinely excited to see what, uh, not just the impact it has on the industry, but also it being available to people that know nothing about the industry. And if you're a wargamer or somebody like that, it, I'm hoping it will give a little bit of insight into kind of this hobby because there's so many people I speak to where it could be partners or families or friends that don't understand it. Mm -hmm. um, so having something that they can just say, watch this and you might kind of get a little bit of why people do what they do. So a couple of things. One, uh, the movie, the film is available in North America as of right now. Uh, I've, I've provided links in this post. So if you're watching this on Twitch or on YouTube or on Facebook, in the actual post itself, you'll see three different links. You'll see a link to Amazon Prime and to Google Video and also uh, Vudu as well, I believe is what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, also, about the giveaway, for those who are wondering, all you need to do is type in the keyword, the keyword which we will give you later on in the stream. That's how you're entered. We'll randomly go... Uh, via mouse wheel, wherever the cursor lands, that's how you know it, you're the winner. And by leaving the comment, <laughs> it's a visual, uh, it's it's a visual uh, cue to us that you do indeed want the giveaway, and then we'll go from there. That's how you enter. There's no like contest uh, essay writing, anything like that. It's just uh, stay on the stream uh, and type in the comment that we leave later on. So uh, back to Joseph. Uh, so yep. okay, I mean, it's actually, uh, I mean. Are you the first? Are you the first to do a miniature wargaming movie documentary? Um, that I'm aware of. There's obviously been other things um, that have been miniature related, um, but yeah, I think I'm the first documentary on the industry. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome to be the first uh, because uh, whether more or made or however many more, you will you will be the first uh, to have made a miniature wargaming the movie documentary about our hobby and it uh how do you feel about that does that feel like a big responsibility to kind of uh represent the hobby and the industry um yes and no um the the idea of my film like it's a documentary so there's always going to be some um angle or whatever the filmmakers kind of because because the, the industry is so big so it's yeah it I guess it was more the responsibility for me was trying to tell um, my kind of how I see the hobby and what's important to me and how it kind of, what's the key aspect. So obviously the history mm -hmm. um, was a main thing for me. I wanted to, the people that knew nothing about the history, I wanted to dive into that. Obviously I could have done a whole film and you could probably do a whole TV show just based on, the history because it's so you know there's there's been so many key things that have happened that have got us to the point where it is you know we could do a whole series just on rick Priestley's contribution to the industry um yeah so there is so much that we could do um so for me it was always trying to tell a more personal story of the, but also highlighting key things so highlighting key things that happened in the history mm -hmm. and also showing through kind of following um, people's lives and different aspects that make up the industry 
Um, hence why in the film it follows kind of two gamers to show the hobby side and people that enjoy playing, um, the manufacturing side that was with Chris, um, him trying to set out to make Macrocosm. Um, it was a board game who's trying to get a gateway game into the industry. Um, and then also Andy Bryant's story that obviously and how it can help um, with, you know, things that you're going through at the time. Um, so yeah, that was kind of always the outlook. It was for me, it was about telling my story of miniature wargaming. Mm -hmm. and, and I do hope it's uh, a catalyst to other people kind of going out and making things. I would love to see, you know, more people do yeah. more documentaries or even just highlight it in um, pop culture. And that's kind of, if I can kind of carry the baton for a little bit and just try to get it so it's as well recognized as things like Dungeons and Dragons, because there's no reason it shouldn't be. Um, that's kind of, that, that was always my ambition. Mm -hmm. Questions for Joseph. Uh, so for those of you who have questions for Joseph, leave them in the chat right now. In the meantime, I have a couple of questions for you. One, uh, how did you get Peter Jackson uh, to be in the film? Uh, so that was through the Perrys, um, and it's just exclusive footage. So it's um, the, the Perrys with their relationship with through Games Workshop and um, go, obviously doing the Lord of the Rings films that is covered in the film um, that Rick covers and the Perrys do. They When they went there, they had some personal footage of just their time over in New Zealand with Peter Jackson. Um, so they were very, very kind to kind of give me that personal stuff. So I did obviously have to reach out to Peter Jackson and mm -hmm. get approval for, to be allowed to use it all. Yeah. Um, and he was more than happy to. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a, obviously a great experience. It's great to have some exclusive footage of him in the film. Yeah. Um, especially uh, at a time of when, where he was in production at the time, because he was right in, he was meant to obviously be editing the film. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it was, it's obviously really, really exciting. And um, I'm sure the guys, you know, um, the Perrys and Alessio and people that do know him very well, um, it was an exciting time for everyone. But yeah, no, I, I was just honored that um, Pete Jackson and also the Perrys would kind of allow me to use it in the film. Yeah, and that, that kind of uh, segues into the next question, getting the Perrys to be in the film too. I say getting, uh, 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 their participation what's a better way of phrasing that uh, i guess getting them to be in the movie is is a way of saying it yeah. but like you you've acquired their interest like you were able to uh you know oh, they just allowed me to interview them um it's as simple yeah. as that and it's um and that's the thing with especially with this film every single person that i approached um was amazing for you know they were just so open and honest and just were so welcoming and didn't have, you know, they uh, they just were very caring, and they obviously knew that um, the the industry needed highlighting. So yeah, no, that was just kind of it was it was all very good, but it was also very it was I don't want to say it was easy because it definitely wasn't easy, but because everyone was so open and happy to be involved in the film, it was kind of you know just talking to people and then just arranging schedules. Uh, so yeah, it was that was kind of all it was. <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, that's the practical, logistical way of getting people to be part of the project. But in the end, it turns out to be uh, this uh, amalgamation of uh, this creativity 
and a kind of a physicalization of your brain really is what it is when we're watching the movie. It's like all these thoughts organized into this way in which you organize it. Uh, so question from the, uh, the viewers here. Uh, what was your best experience on this? Uh, there's been so many. Um, ones that, okay, so I've got an interesting story and I'm sure uh, Alan Perry won't mind me mentioning this. Um, and it's something that stayed with me and I don't know why. The first time I met Alan, um, he invited me into his house and we sat down and we were just having a chat about kind of how he could be you know, involved in the film, how he could help. And uh, so we sat on the sofa having a cup of tea and, and Matt was actually with me at the time. Uh, he was in the <laughs> film. And um, we're just there and then all of a sudden a, a little squirrel just comes up through his window and just goes onto his shoulder. And... Um, Alan's just gives him a little peanut and the squirrel goes back out, goes back onto the tree. And yeah, that was, that was kind of the, that's, that's a moment that's always stuck with me because it was not only it was a surreal moment of having a squirrel that was clearly just, you know, like a, a pet um, and a, a friend of Alan's, but just to be sat in obviously Alan Perry's house for the first time, meeting him for the first time. And I've been a huge fan of, um, his work for since I was a kid. So yeah, that was that was something that stuck with me. Um, but there's been so many. Um, there's been some amazing interviews with people, um, and I've also been really lucky to obviously travel across the world and show it at places. Um, yeah, there's there's been so many great things that have come off it. So yeah, I, could, I couldn't just pick one, but that's a moment that definitely stands out for me. Uh, one more question here from Juan Gary. Uh, they say, uh, what would you say to someone who doesn't war game to get them to be interested in this movie? Um, I would say if you like, there, there is for everyone who watches the film, the, the ambition, the goal was to always get it put out to a general audience. So even if you're not into war gaming, there will be subject matters and things that happen that you will be able to get on board with or relate to in some way. Um, because the, it's, the history side of the film is obviously very important on the industry side, but the key parts of the film are, are definitely the personal stories. Hmm. So if you're into anything that's kind of story-driven or anything that is... Um, like a drama or an artistic um, kind of pursuit, that's that's how I get. I, I would kind of sell it to people because the things that happen in the film can be related across anything. If you've ever had a hobby, if you've ever um, dealt with personal, you know, triumphs and tribulations, there's definitely things in there that you can relate to. And I, I really do think, and it's something that's come out of um, like test screenings and taking it to film festivals, because obviously when you're taking it to these places, you're probably not, there's not a single wargamer in the house. And the fact that it's still having an emotional kind of connection to people and people are still being able to enjoy it, um, there's, there's, there's something there. So I would say just give it a watch. Awesome. So uh, with that, we're going to go on to uh, have some discussion with Matt Rattenberry and uh, Adam Copeman. And so just to introduce them, we have some uh, we have some clips from the film.
super like anxious that I've lost my passport already. Yeah. One of the most important aspects of sort of wargaming is that sort of social feeling. If you don't have anyone to play with, then you, you can't really play the games. People that sort of frown on it, say it's you know nerdy and geeky and things, it's just because they haven't tried it. Because it is those sort of niches that you know, some people enjoy and some people just scoff at, basically. It's a community I'm proud to be a part of, so yeah, I wouldn't change anything. So at the moment I'm working on the truck, um, just dry brushing it, just getting some highlight bits done um, before I weather it. I've put all the transfers on there and stuff like you can see. Yeah, I'm just spending a bit of time on it. I'm really not a fan of painting vehicles, so for me it takes me a long time. I think these so far have taken me like a week. Matt, Adam, hello guys. Hello, thanks for having us. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, so uh, I don't know who'd like to go first. It doesn't matter. Uh, Matt? Uh, yeah, yeah, we can. Uh, I okay. I apologize. Uh, are you Matt or are you Adam? <laughs> I am Matt. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can answer for Adam. You know, make stuff up. <laughs> Let's roll with it. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, um, how you fit into yeah. the project. So um, I think. Um, going way, way back, oh, so long ago now since it obviously started. Um, I think the original project earlier was just me and Adam, and basically it was just going to be about sort of following us at events and things um, until it became um, everything that it did become. Um, so, we, you know, we're pushed into the background, which I think is fine because we'd make a much more boring story. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But uh, I, I mean, we've we've known Joe um, a while now as well. So um, we've known each other for twenty odd years ish, mm -hmm. roughly, probably something like that. And I've been convincing Adam to buy games for most of them. So um, and then beating a man. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I let him win occasionally. Um, but yeah, it was actually really, really interesting to be involved in um, and um, stressful at times. Um, but uh, it was something that I wouldn't have said no to, um, even if it was someone else asking and not, not Joe. So yeah. um, I'm really grateful to, to be a part of it. Um, and to see it obviously coming out now to the general public is awesome. So, uh, you know, that that's pretty, that's pretty awesome because out of the... I mean, there's millions of wargamers worldwide, right? So it out of the millions of wargamers, uh, you, both of you, right? Uh, it shows your journey. Uh, you are one of the stories that's focused on. And out of the out of the amount of people that it could have been, it was you, you guys. So how, what, what do you think about that? What goes through your mind when you, when you think about that? Matt, do you want to take this one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, personally, I think you should have chosen someone better looking. Um, but um, unfortunately, you got put up with uh, our ugly mugs. But um, it was, it, yeah, to be sort of not the face of wargaming, because, I mean, you know, people like yourself are, are way more well-known than uh, than us and probably still will be in the future. But 
follow you know if uh, we this film gets you know gets as many views as you guys do on a monthly basis i'd be very happy um but uh no one's sort of come up to me in the street yet and gone hey i know you um but you know it might happen i'll uh i'll sell autographs if it does um <laughs> be reasonable only 10 pound a time um but yeah, I, 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 again, I'm just really appreciative to be a part of it, um, and it was it was it was awesome um, to be sort of stalked with a guy with a camera following me around, you know, waking up w- waking up to him being in my bedroom just staring at me. That wasn't creepy. Um, <laughs> Bit of Truman Show going on. Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, I was remembering to wear clo- clothes that night. That was the most important part. So okay, so a couple questions here from the chat. Uh, one, this is a general question. Uh, this is from Mad Chef. Can I get to watch this in the UK? That's a question. I mean, that's for Joe. Yeah, I guess that'd be a Joe. That'd be a Joe question. Uh, so it will be available in the UK in 2021. Um, the original plan was to have a release in North America and also in the UK at the same time. Same time. However, um, this thing called COVID-19 hit, and kind of the whole industry has. And the whole world has kind of stopped for a bit. So, yeah, yeah the, it, it's definitely coming out and it will be next year. There's no com- confirmed date, but we're probably looking at early, early summer. Um, the only reason it's out in North America first and um, not the UK is because there's we have two distribution companies, one for North America and one for the UK. And it's just as simple as that. Their schedules couldn't line up. Makes sense. Um, the plan was to release it, but because of COVID and everything that's happened, everything's been pushed around. So it's kind of uh, will get released um, in North America. It was a perfect time now, um, but for the UK release, because the plan is still to do something um, in person <laughs> um, and not just um, so maybe getting some of the people in the film involved to, you know, whatever it is, um, if there's a premiere or something like that, that's kind of the plan. Uh, at the moment yeah so, yeah okay awesome because uh, that was a question a lot of people had uh so just a, also another general question being answered which uh, i can answer this one because i answered at the beginning where can people watch the movie uh if you're in north america there's it's on amazon prime uh google is it called google play or just google play store google, yeah okay yeah it's just the google play store google play store and then voodoo uh is vimeo a thing um, too or no yeah, so so it's on. Um, I'll do my plug. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. It's on Apple TV. It's on Vimeo on demand. It's on Vudu, and it's also on the one I haven't said. Uh, Google, Google Play Store. Google That's Play. the one. Okay, so it's on the five. All right, cool. Uh, all right, so back to Matt and Adam for a second. Uh, Adam is on, right? Because I don't know if I. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, th- all right. There you are. So. Uh, is it? Are you in the same boat here in terms of like you grew up with Joseph, and because uh, that's what it sounds like you guys were, or at least yeah, that's, you spe- yeah, that's absolutely right. We um we all actually went to the same college. Okay. Um, uh, Joe and Matt are in the same year. They're a couple of years older than me. I was um in Matt's younger brother's year, and that's sort of how we we became friends really. Um, so yeah, we all grew up together, same town, same college. Um, we've been friends ever since. So, I'd like to point out that Joe was never at college. <laughs> was he was he off making movies? <laughs> he was doing something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very cool. Um, uh, 
How about a showing tie-in uh, with salute? There's a comment there from the question, uh, from the chat. Which, if I'm not mistaken, salute is a, a huge, massive uh, convention. Yeah. Yes. Right? Uh, is that is that in the plans? Um, so at the moment, the UK release, I don't have any any confirmed plans. Again, the distribution side is now with the distribution companies, gotcha. so it Makes would be sense. kind of up to them where it goes. But yeah, we would love to obviously um, get it involved with one of the big kind of conventions, either Salute over in the UK, um, UK Games Expo that obviously features in the film you know something along those lines um so yeah we'll see what happens yeah okay cool so that should answer any uh, uh questions as to whether or not it's going to be available in the uk 2021 uh summerish and uh, details will follow in the future now a warlord games giveaway let's do one of the giveaways i think this is uh this is an appropriate time to do one of these uh pick a starter set or starter set giveaway band of brothers why don't we do this one? Let's do this one. I think that'd be fun. So, uh, so Joe, since you're here, uh, how about mm -hmm. uh, suggesting the keyword that people should type in order to be Ooh. entered into the giveaway? What should people type? What word should it be? Um, well, I'm going to have to say miniature war game in the movie. Yeah. Aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking in my mind. I'm like, that, that'd be a good idea to do that one. It just makes sense. So miniature <laughs> it, wargaming. It's, the words movie. As well. it's four words. Yes, miniature wargaming the movie. Uh, bonus points if you get uh, the capital capitalization right on the words. Uh, not all caps. That's something different. Uh, but it is a proper title. So miniature wargaming the movie. If you want to win this right here, which is the Band of Brothers starter set by Warlord Games for Bolt Action then type in Miniature Wargaming the movie. And we will allow you folks to do that for a moment there, just to compensate for any internet lag that might be happening right now. Again, thank you very much, Warlord Games, for providing this giveaway. This and the other two, actually. So thank you for that. I see there's a lot of uh, activity in the chat, which is fantastic. All right, are we all ready to pick a winner here? This is literally, it's gonna be, I'm gonna, you hear this noise? That's me moving my mouse wheel. So wherever the cursor lands is is going to be the winner. It's pretty, pretty analog. That's what happens when all the comments are consolidated into one spot here in OBS. So that's just what we're gonna do. So three, two, one, boom. Mackenzie X27. Congratulations. That's a viewer on Twitch. I'm just going to make a little note of that. Uh, X27. All right. So send me a whisper on Twitch and uh, provide your name, email, phone number, shipping address. And also message me what you won because this is a five second memory and there's a good chance I will not remember. <laughs> So just, just to remind you, you won this, the starter set, the Banner Brothers starter set. So put that in. Uh, if you're not sure how to send me a whisper on Twitch, then I will send you a whisper after the stream. 
<clears throat> but that is it. So uh, let's go on. Let's uh, talk to some more guests here. Okay, so uh, is Chris Nichols here? I'm here. I'm not sure if you can hear me. I can. Yes, I can absolutely hear you. Now, I'm going to show a clip of you first before we talk to you. Uh, this, this is a clip from the film as well. My name's Chris Nichols. I'm the owner and creator of Macintosh and Miniatures. I live with my family in Tewkesbury in Gloucestershire. And what I do is I create war games, sci-fi and fantasy miniatures for tabletop war game. Chris, how are you? I'm well, I'm well, how are you? Excellent, excellent. Uh, so you, you had a... You had an interesting uh, portion here as uh, part of the story because uh, when I was watching, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I like how there's a, you know, it felt very relatable and real when you were telling mm -hmm. your story, uh, kind of like a grassroots type of story that it was. And, and I, think, uh, I think that's a feeling shared amongst many, uh, especially when they see the film. It's like, okay, yeah, he's, this is the type of guy where I can bump into my gaming store and I know him. He's Chris uh, and he's doing this thing. And I want to, I want to get stuff uh, from Chris. So why don't we talk about that a little bit? Let, let's talk about uh, you, uh, your background mm -hmm. a bit in the hobby, and and where you are now. Okay. Well, uh, originally I was uh, out shopping with my grandmother back in the late eighties, early nineties, um, as you do, wanting to shut up the little boy. We walked past this shop, and it was a games workshop that just opens. Mm -hmm. um, all the miniatures in the cabinets out front all looked really sort of sci-fi and futuristic, looked absolutely amazing, all inked. Mm -hmm. They didn't have time to paint them back then. Um, and it was full of, you know, all these sort of teenagers and then uh, all these cool looking bits and bobs. And I thought, oh, Grandma, can we go in there, please? Um, <laughs> and then the descent uh, into the madness. Yes. So, um you know, at the age of about 14, 15, I fell out of the hobby for, as quite a lot of people do. And then at about 18, I'm back into the hobby. I'm at university. Um, plans sort of went uh, astray with career and everything. And uh, I needed a job after university. And I had my knowledge of Games Workshop, 40K, Fantasy, and got a, a, a job working as a blue shirt um, in Worcester. And after several years of doing that, uh, went on to, you know, your call center work, still love the hobby. And after many years of my other half pushing me, I decided to go into uh, a career for, for, for myself to make myself happier because there's nothing worse and more soul destroying than working in some of these offices. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had, you know, I, I, I wanted to express myself. I wanted to get creative. I wanted to reinvent some of the old things. And um, yeah, that, that, that is my story. I went on to work for Mantic um, from working for Games Workshop. Uh, I worked for 
a, a wonderful company uh, up north um, and they had relics and that was brilliant. And then I thought, you know what, I can actually do this for myself. I, I've got the knowledge of the sculptors, of the mold makers. Uh, let's, let's take a run at this for ourselves. And um, yeah, just things went from there. We diversified a few years ago and uh, a mold maker and a caster and we're doing exceedingly well. And um, one of the best companies for that in the United Kingdom, which is great. We're busy, especially during this year. Mm -hmm. um, so I cannot complain. Things are things are going from strength to strength. And just so everyone knows, what's the what's the name of your company again? Macrocosm Miniatures. Macrocosm Miniatures. Okay. Yes. Bit of a mouthful. Uh, and it's worldwide, not... right? Worldwide, if. Uh, if uh, no. Yeah, well, we ship we ship worldwide. Yeah, but, uh, we're a, we're a small cottage industry in the Cotswolds. And what do you focus on? Like, what are your lines that you create? So the lines that I've created are primarily um, futuristic and fantasy. Your usual archetypes. You know, you've got your goblins for the fantasy, halflings, and dwarfs. Um, for the futuristic, I've got my dwarfs in space because there was a little bit of a, um, should we say, a gap in the market at the time, and they were one of my first love. Mm -hmm. So I concentrated on on the thing that I loved. Um, but we now do casting for everybody in the industry. Interesting. Really. Interesting. Okay. So how did that come into being? That came into being with um, a little bit of frustration at how long it was taking to get my greens into molds and then back to me to get painted. And uh, we, we were finding we were having like six month delays on, on getting the releases out. Right. Um, my daughter was, I think, three at the time. Uh, no, she was two and a half. And I was just wired from having a lot of coffee. So one late night I was on eBay and I thought, oh, look. I'll look and see if there's a mold press on eBay. He said, what, what's the chances? Mm -hmm. And somebody had literally just listed one with their telephone number. So um, I called them up and I said, uh, I have some cash. Would you mind delivering it? They went, yeah, yeah, we'll deliver it for 50 pounds. I was like, oh, yeah, all right then. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and it went from there. You know, they turned up literally the next day, two massive blokes. You know, they, they, they walked this heavy, like, ton of mold press into my workshop and um it's not moved in the five years it's still in that corner and um yeah i love it it's it's you know it's a bit of history that mold press and it's gonna survive you know world war three if, if ever the bombs drop you know it's, it's solid solidly solidly built that's fantastic um uh, so there's a lot of uh there's a, a lot of comments right now that are being shot. First off, uh, just as a, just so everyone knows, again, it's Macrocosm Miniatures. Macrocosm Miniatures. You can all thank Andy Fraser. Um, he's a friend of mine, used to do Beasts of War. Uh, I think he uh, he ran that past me as a, as a joke. You know, why not Macrocosm Miniatures? I thought, oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, and... I set up an email and everything, and I hate it. I hate the email. Macrocosm.miniatures. Mm -hmm. Try and spell that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So next time I set up a business, it's going to be called One or A. What's it? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know that's funny because uh, uh, mini wargaming is similar. It's like, oh, what should we call the business? Uh, miniature wargaming. Oh, it's taken. All right, <laughs> mini wargaming. Oh, that'll help with search engine optimization. Okay, cool. It's mini wargaming. So it's just like it's like Kleenex tissue. What do you want to call it? Tissue. Oh, it's taken. All right, Kleenex. Yeah, well, we hit the top of all the search engines, which is absolutely fantastic because nobody else is calling their company Macrocosm. <laughs> which makes sense. Yes. Uh, so the names are so funny. They just become the name after a while. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's that's super cool. Now, another question that I have for you is uh, at the time that you were filmed in this movie, I mean, that is a lot has happened since. Mm. And, and so uh, where you were, like, was that when... And I don't want to give too much away, and uh, so so people can still watch it. But I guess in, in a general sense, like, where were you? Was that representative of where you were at in the stage of your business when you were being filmed, or was it like, uh, what am I trying to ask? How how much was uh, being shown? I guess like how uh, at the time. Well, quite frankly, Joe turned up came into the workshop and filmed me. I was just doing my thing. Right. Um, it is completely representative of where I was at okay. that time. Right. In fact, there is a, a good deal about that that I look at and go, oh, my God, my workshop was a mess. <laughs> um, you know, it, it looks absolutely terrible. And, you know, a lot of other these cottage industries are exactly the same. Um, I'd love to have a nice, clean workshop. But... The, the the struggles that we had were these things that we went through were absolutely real, real. they weren't put on for the camera and um you know they were real life frustrations going on these other big companies seem to to be able to to do these things and have a i wouldn't say an easier time of it i've worked i've worked at mantic and i i've worked for games workshop i know how it, it is hard and for the the small man it is it just seems like 10 times harder into the different things like i mean if i ever wanted to go plastic no forget it i'm not going to be able to do that i'm never going to have the the money to be able to afford a plastic line mm -hmm. um you know i know where to go to but to, to actually get them to you know see me or you know entertain me would be <laughs> just ridiculous so okay any questions for chris leave them in the chat now and then we'll pull a couple out uh, so what's your, what's your background, uh, before working for, uh, the various miniatures companies? Um, right. Well, all through my life, I was, uh, being trained to be uh, an officer in the army, um, went to university with the intention of leaving that and, and, and going into the army. Um, unfortunately, horrible things happened and uh, real life experiences, which I d decided that it's it's absolutely not for me, mm. left me completely and totally rudderless at, a, at around the age of 23. You know, you, you asked my school friends what they were going to be. They knew what they were going to be. They went to university with that intent. And now they're all doctors, dentists and, and all that. I was always going to be an officer. And then I found myself working in a blockbuster just to make ends meet. Um, um, 
then I found myself uh, a victim of my own CV, trapped in call centers, trapped in uh, finance, and then, you know, uh, working in pensions and everything. And whilst I did that very well, I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. And now I look back and I think, why did I do that for years? You've got one life to live. You might as well roll the dice and see what happens. And uh, luckily for us, we're managing to to to, to make a, an income out of this and make this work for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we've wrestled it to the ground to make it work for us. Um, I know so many people where it hasn't worked and they've gone back into, you know, mainstream work. Mm -hmm. We're just exceedingly fortunate to have the community behind us, to have our uh, the, the people that we've networked with and and to keep going forwards. Makes sense. For those, uh, just really quick, for those of who have just hopped onto the live stream, what you're watching is Miniature Wargaming the movie uh, launch party, North American launch party. So this is for a documentary that has been made by Joseph Piddington. Joseph, if, you, if you're around, say hi for a sec. Hi. All right, that's Joseph. He's the filmmaker. And we're uh, interviewing various uh, people that were... Uh, uh, in the film and that's what we're doing there's also some giveaways that we're uh, doing today uh, as well sponsored by warlord games so we've done one already there's a couple more that uh, that you'll be able to participate in so long as you stay on the chat stay uh, as a viewer in the live stream and we'll get to that in a little bit uh, but that's what you're watching right now the film is now available if you are in north america it's available to watch on amazon prime uh, Vimeo on demand, Apple TV, right? Or Apple Plus. Uh, Apple TV. Apple TV. And uh, there's a couple other places too Google Play and, uh, Google Play and, and Voodoo. Voodoo. Yeah, so five places you can watch it. Uh, so there is that. You can watch it right away. If you're in the UK, it's later on that it'll be become available because it's done through a different distribution company. So just so you know, if you just jumped on, that is where we're at in this. Uh, and let's go back to uh, Chris just for a moment. Uh, so questions for uh, for you. Uh, ask Chris why you should never play him at Battlestar Galactica, says Ben Steven. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Um, thank you, Ben. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm a big fan of the remade series of Battlestar Galactica. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And one of the main characters is uh, a person called Gaius Bolta. Now, if you ever play the board game, it's all about um, surviving to the end and getting to New Earth. But one of you may or may not be a Cylon. And he stands a higher than average chance of being the Cylon in the game. And every single time I played it, he has been the Cylon. And I've undermined them, and I've won the game, and they hate me for it. I'm not apologetic, you know what? <laughs> Just deal with it, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> In fact, I love it. I love it so much. My son is actually called Gaius, so you know. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, wow. I'm, I'm I slipped that one under the radar, saying, you know, Gaius, it's like the season it means to be joyful. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, so Color Out of Space and YouTube says, I've just started sculpting 
inspiring to hear your story. He's muted himself. Oh, you have muted yourself, Chris. Okay, am I back? You're back, yes. yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination what I would call a sculptor, although, Rick, thank you very much for liking my fantasy football dwarf on the old Hammer sculpting group the other day. I really appreciated that. Um, you know, when I'm frothy about something, I do like to pick up my sculpting putty around, and it is good fun and... If anybody is interested in learning more about sculpting the old way, then by all means do go on to Facebook, look up a group called Old Hammer Sculpting. Uh, they're generally speaking a very friendly, very knowledgeable bunch of people, very inspiring. And yeah, just, just go from there. Awesome. Uh, so we'll do one more question here. The Old Wise Panda asks, what would you say the hardest part of running your business has been? Well, quite simply put, the hardest thing was to spend the time building it up away from my new family. I think that's really, really encapsulated in the uh, movie itself. When UK Games Expo, I turn around and I say genuinely from the heart, the highlight of my weekend is going to be going back home and reading Where Is My Cow to my little girl. When we're, we're all parents, I think most of us, maybe not, not you, Joe. I'm waiting, Joe. Joe, I'm waiting. Um, and building up a business takes a lot of time. You know yourself uh, how much. Uh, Rick, you know how much it, it takes everything. And unfortunately, now that I look back, I can't remember my daughter as a as a little baby. I've got I've got the pictures. I've got the the little videos. I've even got this movie to remind me of what she was like. Um, and that is the hardest part. You have to you have to throw into it. You've got to work some days from seven in the morning through till seven at night, even longer, and then continuously to get that going. I look at my accounts for my first four years and oh, just how did we struggle through it? How did, you know, we, we make ends meet? We did. And um, if you ask me if I'd do it again, I know how much I miss that part i look back on it and think you know i, I really wish i'd spent more time with both anaira and gaius um you know i i know i spend a lot of time out running at the moment with my running buddy claire but i do miss i miss that and that is the hardest part you've got to put the time in and you've got to work for what will seem like three or four pound an hour to begin with mm. um and you have to do the hours yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know what? I just thank you for pressing on and not giving up because you have uh, clearly inspired many people with your story and your success. And uh, awesome that you're a part of the film as well. Uh, and as you said, it's immortalized in the film 
and you can see the the start of that of your journey as a part of this project so that's pretty cool uh so thank you for your thoughts and uh, you are all very welcome all very welcome uh so uh we are going to uh do another giveaway so we're just going to go on to that for a moment here uh this giveaway is going to be a signed book giveaway again it is sponsored by warlord games this is for bolt action this is the uh signed book giveaway this uh korea signed book giveaway if you guys can see this so what you need uh, actually uh joe uh if you could let's have uh, joe come back there you are uh so what should the the keyword be uh for people uh, to type I in should, i think we should let rick priestley pick one uh rick Free okay rick are you... it's a book after all okay <laughs> what should the word be what should the word be um i, I was going to say words of everyone but you can't say uh, uh, that's almost impossible for anyone to type isn't it <laughs> yeah try macrocosm miniatures <laughs> yeah, let's do that. that's a great idea let's do that macrocosm miniatures <laughs> so macro macrocosm miniatures is that it yeah let's do that Okay. All right. Macrocosm miniatures. So type. Oh, in. everybody's googling how to spell macrocosm now. That'll <laughs> uh, be good. That will drive some business to your site. <laughs> okay. So for those who are just jumping onto the stream, that's uh, uh, Chris Nichols. That's uh, his business, and he's a part of the film. You'll watch. You'll see that. You'll see his uh, story there in the film when you watch it macrocosm miniatures uh we are looking at spelling you must spell it correctly <laughs> <laughs> you're all doomed <laughs> I'm, I'm actually quite impressed i'm looking at the twitch stream i'm looking at the, the, the people are spelling it right yeah yeah i think yeah it's they're just copy and pasting the person above yeah <laughs> uh, fair yeah <laughs> All right, we'll give you folks a moment just to type that in and just to show you once again what it is. This is what you are typing to get. It's a signed book, signed by authors John Russell and Stephen Smith. That's what this is. Okay, so we're going to... Uh... Uh, can I just throw in that it will also come with the miniature as well? It'll come with a miniature, okay. Oh yeah, it does. And these are, it is very, um, there's only probably a handful of them actually signed. Um, so it is quite a, a rare piece, especially to have them signed by both of them. So yeah, it's a, it's a great giveaway. Fantastic. Okay, so time to choose a winner here. We're going to uh, do what we did before. I. I'm seeing some looks like living room with three pictures in the background, and uh, oh, there you are! <laughs> it just defaulted on you. Okay, uh, three, two, one, boom! Mike Percival. Uh, ooh, very unique way in which you spelt that with every other letter being capitalized, but it is correct nonetheless. That is a viewer on Facebook, Mike Per. All right, what you'll need to do, Mike, in order to claim your prize is to send me a message on the Mini Wargaming Facebook page. And make sure it's the Mini Wargaming Facebook page. 
and it's not the group, nor is it the Mini Wargamer Dave Facebook page. It's got to be the Mini Wargaming Facebook page. Send a message there. Let us know that you won this, the signed book, the signed Korea book from Warlord Games. And also please provide your your name, phone number, email, and shipping address so we may get it sent to you in a timely manner. So that's on oh, Facebook. What have I done? So many people are trying to join the Old Hammer Sculpting Group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've just made a load of work to myself. <laughs> All right. So uh, now Andy Bryant. Is Andy around? Yeah. Hello. Andy. Okay. So uh, before we jump into a discussion, Andy, we're going to show a clip of Andy from the film. Well, Small Train started back in 2012. We were working out of the shed in the garage, like I think most people start off. And then it just sort of, it grew. I started off, as I started off just on eBay. Then I got my own eBay shop. Andy, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. And uh, I, watching your part of, of the story here was uh, awesome, near and dear to my heart uh, in particular, because I started in the hobby, train making. So uh, that was super, super cool. So uh, please please tell people about your uh, how you got into the hobby, when it started for you, and how it evolved into doing what you're doing today. Right, okay. Um, well, like pretty much everyone else who's involved in the movie, it started young. Uh, I was always a uh, sci-fi fantasy fan. Uh, my dad used to sit me down and watch reruns of Star Trek on the old black and white portable in the kitchen when I was a kid. Um, and Star Wars, you know, I was male on Star Wars as a kid. So, um, But moving on into my sort of teenage years, uh, D&D was a big thing. Um, my friends were into D&D, so I got into playing D&D quite a bit. And then there was a little game called Hero Quest got released mm. um, back in the mid '80s or mid to late '80s, and uh, that was my real first sort of introduction to uh, GW and and everything. And um, so from that, I went on to things like Space Hulk and Dark Future, Space Crusade, Advanced Space Crusade. You know, I can remember going down to. Uh, the GW store in uh, Hammersmith in West London and picking up a copy of Rogue Trader. Hmm. Um, but I never actually played it. I couldn't, couldn't actually get any of my friends to actually play the tabletop version. So um, stuck with the, with the board games. Um, and then, it's, I say, you get a bit older and, um, you know, you get married and kids come along and join the army and that sort of, the gaming sort of went away. Um as I say, I never got into the, the, the tabletop stuff at that time. Um, but, uh, yeah, so anyway, I joined the army, um, went off and saw interesting places and, and met interesting people. <laughs> uh, one of those places being Kosovo, which turned out to be a huge thing in my life. Um, left the army, um, had some problems. Uh, didn't quite know what was wrong with me at the time. Um, went back into civilian life. Uh, fast forward eight years after leaving the army, um, I was doing security work. Um, got promoted. I was a manager. 
And then my my life sort of, sort of crumbled around me. I had a, like a nervous breakdown, or what I thought was a nervous breakdown at the time. Um, and I was diagnosed with PTSD from my service in British Army in Kosovo back in 1999. Hmm. Um, I ended up leaving my job, my security job with the civil service. Um, and I was sent off to a place um, run by a forces, ex-forces charity in the UK called Combat Stress. I got in contact with them um, and I was on a six-week residential programme, if you like, at one of their places um, in Surrey in the UK. And while I was there, um, there was uh, like an arts and crafts room uh, people doing different paints, sort of therapy sort of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was guys painting oil paintings and there was pottery and stuff. And there was a couple of guys in the corner and they were putting together um, some of Warlord Games' um, Civil War, American Civil War, mm. for black powder, I guess. Um, and I sat down and I was just talking to them and everything and ended up doing a bit of painting and, 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 and sort of getting into, into that. And I... I was always a massive fan of the Lord of the Rings. And the, obviously the, when the movies came along, I was, I was into that hugely. Um, so I ordered myself up a, a nice GW plastic Balrog. And that was the first miniature I actually painted. Although I'd actually played all these games in the past, I'd never actually painted anything because I, I was absolutely useless there. Um, but so I painted this Balrog and, and, and I was hooked. And then did the six weeks program with Combat Stress, um, went home, joined my local gaming group got into into um 40k i think it was third or fourth edition back then i think um as i say hooked um thousands of pounds later <laughs> um i uh, i was that guy who was always making the, the terrain for the group you know my own gaming gaming room in the end um uh, made my own terrain um so that's how i sort of started off just making it for myself and then some of the guys well you want, you want to try sticking this on ebay so you see what happens and and lumber actually did start to sell so i was quite surprised um at around about that time i started getting into bolt action so a lot of my my uh, terrain was sort of historically based it wasn't all just sci-fi and fantasy um i reached out to um a couple of crazy norwegians uh, on YouTube, who had their own channel called uh, Tabletop Battle, um, and they very kindly agreed to showcase some of my stuff. Um, and it turned out they were also heavily involved in in uh, veterans charities and, and collecting, you know, uh, and they do do giveaways and things like that on their YouTube channel for veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, they had um, a tournament in the UK, um, which they invited me to um to sell my stuff uh, which i did and while i was there um i ran into uh, mr piddington <laughs> who over a <laughs> over a, 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 a meal uh, one evening with the rest of the guys um we got chatting i told him my story of the army ptsd and what wargaming had done for me um, and, and he said, do you want to be in a movie? And I said, well, duh, yeah, who, who doesn't want to be in a movie, you know? <laughs> so, so, yeah, five years later, here we are. Yeah, okay, awesome. Uh, there's Looking at the comments here, there's a, a number of 
thank you for your service comments. Uh, actually, I, I must say this as well. There's a, there was a number of comments for Chris for thank you for your service for, for both of you guys. So yeah, I didn't actually realize Chris at the time. I didn't realize Chris. It's only recently come to my attention that Chris was, was British army as well. So you kept that one quiet, mate. So, uh, yeah. So for those who are just joining the stream right now, uh, asking what kind of movie it is and uh, what we're doing here, this is miniature Wargaming the movie. It's a documentary. It, uh, showcases, uh, a handful of war gamers in their in their journeys and in various uh, uh, ways in which they hobby. It's meant for people who actually don't miniature war game. If you aren't a miniature war game, you can watch this movie and you'll get a much better understanding of what what it is to be a miniature war gamer, what the hobby is, and uh, what exactly goes on uh, in our industry and the history of it and, and uh, kind of the gaming culture of it. Uh, it was made by Joseph Pinnington right here. He is the filmmaker. He's uh, the director. He's everything. He's the man Ooh. responsible for this project. Uh, I, I was uh, fortunate enough to be part of the project, both myself and Matt. We were uh, interviewed and we were uh, part of it. So that's why that's why I'm here doing this. So that, that if, if, you, if for those of you who are watching, you're not sure why it's here. That's the reason why. So I'm, uh, I'm uh, slightly maybe a lot biased. When it comes to uh, this project, uh, I'm extremely excited for it. It is available in North America uh, right now. There's a number of different platforms that it's available on, just to name a few. Uh, it's funny. I go in a different order every time I mention this. So, Joseph, if you want to say the, the platforms that it's available on. Yeah. Uh, so it's available on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Vimeo On Demand, Google Play Store, and also Vudu. Yes. Uh, and so this is the... Uh, North America, North American uh, launch party for it. Uh, we are gathering together as, uh, as the, the filmmaker uh, Joseph here, and also other other people who were in the film. Uh, we're having discussions with them. And we're also doing some giveaways that were sponsored by uh, Warlord Games, and so that's what we're doing. Welcome to the stream for those who are just jumping on. Uh, stay tuned for the giveaways. You'll just need to type in a keyword when we prompt you to do so. That's how you enter the giveaway. Nothing overly special that you'll need to do. Uh, and uh, going back to uh, talking to some of the guests, uh, thank you very much, uh, Andy, for your comments and, uh, and your story there. Uh, Andy's uh, story, you'll be able to see, is uh, one of the, one of the war gamers who is uh, uh, represented in the movie. So you'll see his journey. Uh, so going on to, uh, is, uh, is Henry around? Oh, yeah. Henry, here we go. So before we uh, start <laughs> discussion with Henry, we're going to show a clip of Henry from the film. So check this out, guys. I'm Henry Hyde. I live in beautiful Brighton and Hove on the Sussex coast. What I do is I'm a designer, a writer and an editor. Most people seeing this film will know me best as the author of The Wargaming Compendium. Henry Hyde, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, Dave. So, uh, author. So let, let's uh, get into some of the details here and uh, learn a little bit more about yourself. So uh, you're an author. Uh, what, what kind of books do you author? Uh, yeah, it kind of um, 
the author thing came about in 2013. I had written a book that was first published 2013 called The Wargaming Compendium, which to my enormous surprise turned out to be a bestseller. Uh, and it was essentially what I did. I sat down and wrote the book I wish had been available to me when I was a kid first starting wargaming. And, and perhaps it's obvious, look at the gray hair. I'm almost as old as Rick. Uh, and so it's really interesting listening to some of these other guys talk about, oh, yes, they took up wargaming in the 80s or the 90s and Games Workshop was their first experience or whatever. Uh, Rick and I go back a lot, lot further than that. I mean, I started wargaming in, and don't be too shocked, people, I started wargaming in about 1969, probably 68, 69. And my first proper war games using rules were in about 1971 uh, and this is where my kind of um, work as the historian of the hobby as I've kind of become mm. uh, which is why Joe got in contact with me that's why it was important because I, I started with a book called The War Game literally it was called The War Game published in 1971 by a guy called uh, Charles Grant and I was influenced by a lot of the people who we now look back as uh, as kind of the dwyans of the hobby, the people who got it started as a hobby, really, mm -hmm. in the 1960s and 70s through to the 1980s, long before Games, work, games Workshop was even a twinkle in anyone's eye. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've been playing war games a long time, historical war games, all kinds of different sizes and scales of miniatures, uh, fantasy games you know i played here you know hearing uh, i think it was chris wasn't it talking about or andy talk, no it was andy talking about hero quest mm. and i discovered advanced hero quest as it then was um when a games workshop shop opened in our local town in brighton and i thought wow this is great i used it as a dinner party game you know we'd we'd have guests around we'd have dinner and then to get their dessert you know the, the prize of the hero quest was dessert right <laughs> <laughs> so so that was quite nice rather than just using plastic coins or something. Um, but yeah, the, I, uh, the, the, the build up to writing that book, though, uh, there's some background to that because I was someone who, like other people have described, you know, I did other things. Really interesting hearing Chris mention his connection with the British Army because I nearly became an officer in the British Army myself, actually, and then worked in finance and, you know, all kinds of other sorts of jobs uh, before I then was so lucky, I turned what I did as a hobby into what I did for a living. Uh, when in about 2005, uh, some people in one of the early Yahoo groups, gosh, Yahoo groups have gone now, haven't they? That's how long ago that was. So mm. it's kind of like 2005. There were some people who said, oh, it's a real shame. There used to be a magazine called Practical Wargamer. Uh, what a shame that that closed down a few years earlier. If only someone took up the reins. And it was one of those situations where I realized, well, no one's going to do it unless I do it. Mm -hmm. Right. So I decided to create my own magazine called Battle Games. And um, and I launched that in early 2006. And it was pretty successful. It was a bi-monthly magazine, so I was doing everything myself. So I was, you know, designing the thing, commissioning the writers, selling all the advertising, sorting out distribution, literally going down to the post office with huge, you know, a barrow full of magazines, mm -hmm. uh, much to the annoyance of the 
people working behind the counts, you know, oh, I've got 400 of these I need to post first class, please, you know. <laughs> so it was kind of fun, exciting and totally exhausting. And also I was an outlier, you know, I was just a one man band doing this uh, in the face of competition from, you know, much bigger, better known, you know, well-funded magazines. And I that hit the barrier, the buffers in about 20, end of 2011. Uh, and the magazine got bought out by a, another publishing company, but they kept me on as the editor, which was great. I still had a job, you know. Uh, and so that uh, meant I carried on doing battle games, but for this other company. And then they decided, I think it was in 2013, to merge Battle Games with one of their other titles, which is called Miniature War Games, which is still going. And we merged the magazines to make Miniature War Games with Battle Games. And again, to my enormous surprise, they decided to keep me on editing and designing that. Uh, and then in 2015, it got sold on again to a much bigger company uh and it was kind of end of 2016 i decided i'd had enough of editing magazines it's a pretty thankless task <laughs> after 10 years you know but in the meantime yes i'd uh i'd got inspired to as i say write the book that i wish had been available to me when i started mm -hmm. um so i wrote the compendium and it's kind of does what it says on the tin it's a big thick book 500 and something pages and it's got kind of everything I hope you would want to get started in the hobby. So everything about history of the hobby, you know, how to buy and paint your miniatures, how to buy and, you know, make your own scenery, how to lay out your battles, uh, a few sets of rules in there for, of various kinds, something about campaigns, something, you know, even stuff about how to photograph your miniatures and that kind of stuff. So it was because of that, I think, uh, because there'd been some publicity in the in the hobby press and stuff about the book, that Joe, when he was you know starting the project, uh, he thought you know he he really wanted to give people some real firmly grounded background about how the hobby had started going way back right up to the present day. So um, it was really lovely because I kind of worked as joe's historical advisor really didn't i joe for 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 the initially and then you know he obviously made his decisions about how he could best use me in the movie so to a large extent i'm i'm kind of a voiceover aren't i joe that you've done these brilliant animated kind of historical journey of you know of the hobby um so i was really thrilled dave to be mm. you know able to contribute something like that um and just you know since since the filming stopped just be as supportive as i can be to joe because you know as someone who's a creative myself i really i know the graft that joe you know the blood sweat and tears that joe's put into bringing this project you know to fruition making it a reality pulling all these disparate people together getting the funding through kickstarter and everything you know it's a uh, and he's only a young guy i mean you, you must understand uh, you know listeners that joe's you know he's not an old veteran this is his first big movie and so it's been a scary journey for him and at times i'm sure you know it's clear it looked like oh my god this might not go anywhere um, this might all be dead tomorrow so the fact that we're here celebrating this today is absolutely amazing and i'm just thrilled to be a part of it 
Well, it's, it's awesome to have you here. Uh, so for those who have any uh, questions uh, for you, for Henry, uh, please leave them in the, uh, in the chat here. Uh, by the way, there's a lot of, I'm looking at, there's all of the chat comments are consolidated into one for me so I can see where they're all coming from. And there's a lot of common uh, things uh, that are being said. There's a lot of, uh, this is cool to hear. Uh, this is awesome. I can't wait to see the movie. Uh, looking forward to seeing it. Can't wait to watch it. Sounds awesome. Uh, the war gamers in their natural habitats. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, lots of comments like that. Uh, and uh, okay, so this <laughs> this is the question uh, for you um, from Patrick Davis. This is a, a viewer from Facebook right now. Uh, this is for Henry. Uh, do you use dark angels? Do I use dark angels? Uh, no, because I no longer play Warhammer. Mm. I haven't played Warhammer for years. Um, Warhammer. 40k that is mm. uh, i i had a brief life because my godson got really interested in playing warhammer a few years ago and it was a typical thing that then he discovered girls so <laughs> so the war the warhammer stuff got sold and so no i can't say i have any experience using dark angels but thanks for asking you know that's it's funny because uh, somebody mentioned that before when uh uh, who was talking when Chris was talking before about the yeah, uh, people tend to disappear yeah, at about 14, 15, 14 to 14 to 20, right? They, people drop off. Yeah. And so there's seems to be a common denominator. But, but another question here. Uh, uh, what has been your favorite war? This is for uh, Henry again. Uh, Henry, what has been your favorite war game you've ever played? Oh, my goodness me. Uh, uh by which I presume, do they mean what rule set um, or game in a box? Um, I'm a big fan of uh, historical wargaming, particularly 18th century wargaming. Um, and I, uh, I'm well known in the hobby for inventing well, not just countries now, inventing entire planets. It's got out of hand. Um, and But for my 18th century gaming, for a long time, I, uh, I, I used all kinds of different rule sets. But in, actually, for the book, the book I wrote, the Wargaming Compendium, I finally got the opportunity to sit down and write my own rule set for the horse and musket period. And I have to say... I'm really glad I did because it. I really enjoy the games it gives me. Um, I also do like, and here's a credit to Rick, who's sitting with us as well. I do enjoy Black Powder um, as as a kind of a, a game that encompasses the right, what I would call the right spirit of wargaming. I think Black Powder is a cracking game. I really do. So that's kind of your answer. So a bit, you know, an ego trip, my own rule set, which is in my book, but also uh, Black Powder, penned by Rick and his friends, some of those friends who've appeared in this movie, in fact. You know, the Perry Boys, Alessio Cavatori, and, and others, you know. So that's my answer to that question, Dave. Here's a here's another question for you from uh, Sam uh, on YouTube. How do you get people to use your rules? How did it go from paper to the board? 
Oh, crikey. That's a good question. How do I get people to use it? I just... Uh, to be honest, um, I well, I've set up a Facebook group, which I've not done much with um, because I've had difficult circumstances over the last year, year and a half, um, just a slight case of cancer, but never mind. Uh, but I set up a Facebook group and that has accumulated quite a few people uh, who are interested in the rule set in the book. And the rule set is called Shot, Steel and Stone, by the way, Shot, Steel and Stone. So you can go and find that Facebook group and apply to be in part of the inner sanctum if you want. Um, but I literally, I kind of just, uh, I, as I say, I wrote the rules to have a rule set in the book. So basically the book provided everything you'd need to start gaming, including a decent rule set for that kind of period of history. Um, and I've, I'll be honest, I've not been terribly active in promoting it as a separate thing. You know, I think because when you're, a, when you're a writer and you've written a book that's got so much other stuff in it, that rule set, until recently has just been kind of a thing that's you know one component of the whole thing uh but now um i'm actually in the i've nearly finished i'm about 99 percent finished writing my next book which is about campaigns and i'm hoping once i finish that i'm going to have more time to be able to dedicate to actually uh publishing the rule set the shot steel and stone rule set separately mm. so you know um so if people are interested you know as i say go and have a look at the facebook group there's some stuff in there like rule amendments and that kind of stuff there is uh, a website i i seem to remember i created a website called the wargamingcompendium.com wargamingcompendium.com so if people want to stay in touch and see how things develop and maybe be part of it you know further playtesting that kind of stuff that would be fantastic and maybe i'll be able to do something kind of you know sometime next year that's actually kind of a commercial proposition we'll go we'll go with uh, one more question here from ben whiten out of the countries you can use in black powder which one do you enjoy and start with Wow. Um, again, it kind of depends on what specific part, because black powder, like my rule set, covers the whole horse and musket era. There are ver variations going back to, you know, kind of English Civil War, really. Rick, isn't it? You know, that pike and shot through the Malburian era, Seven Years' War, Napoleonic Wars, Crimean War, uh, and, you know, American Civil War and so forth. Um, so it kind of depends what bit of history turns you on. Um, if you want an army that consistently does well, well, you you couldn't do much. You couldn't do much better than the British, actually, <laughs> right? If you if you want to beat off those pesky French on a regular basis, the the Brits are a pretty good bet. But um, it also, as I say, if you're turned on by books or movies like War and Peace, then you're going to want Russians, aren't you? Lots of mm. huge armies of Russians, lots of lovely heavy cavalry and stuff. If, uh, if you're interested, you know, with the movies going out to the States first, you might think, well, the, the, what we call the American War of Independence, you call it the American Revolution, right? Uh, <laughs> which is a great one to start with because you don't need that many miniatures because the armies in that conflict were smaller than they were in the wars in uh, mainland Europe. But at that time, you know, the Seven Years' War in Europe, big armies, Frederick the Great, that kind of stuff. On the other hand, you know, 
wow, I've seen some amazing American Civil War games as well. You know, it's um, th- there's so much there, and the armies are comparatively easy to paint. Mm. Um, though, of course, it depends on you know whether you you you're affected politically perhaps by the American Civil War because of some of the unsavory politics that's associated with that conflict. But certainly, you know, you and the other great thing is for that whole black powder era, as it were, you've got such a huge choice of miniatures available to you, uh, ranging from, you know, really quite expensive, beautifully done metal miniatures right through to really quite cheap plastic miniatures. Um, So the the choice you've got is amazing. The literature that's available is incredible. There are endless nowadays Facebook groups, YouTube channels, all dealing with, you know, that era of history in, you know, enormous depth. There are people on YouTube doing a incredible kind of painting tutorials and stuff. Um, so I think, yeah, you, 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 you've got to make your own choice based on what your favorite battles are really if you're turned on by the battle of waterloo you're going to want british and french and prussians Mm -hmm. right if you're turned on by uh borodino you're going to want your russians and french if you're turned on by cow pens in the usa then you're going to want you know your your british and continentals if you're turned on by gettysburg obviously you know (laughs) so i you can tell i get quite excited by very passionate lots lots of passion (laughs) behind the voice there uh yeah so uh thank you for your thoughts and thanks guys for uh for uh posting your questions there uh just going back to uh joseph for a sec here uh so uh what i'd like to do is uh uh, would it make sense to show the evolutionary clip um so they're not uh unable to kind of join the stream um so i'm not sure which one you've got Okay, uh, I have one, uh, just the one that you sent me. I, I could or could not uh, show. It's up to you. Uh, if it makes sense to show it. One? It's, yeah, one of the ones you sent me, so I'm not sure exactly. Okay, uh, well, let's play it and see what happens. Okay, all right, that's fair. All right. <laughs> Love that. Okay, so here we're going to play this, and we'll make sense of it after. <laughs> I wrote an entire... I, I planned it being a series in which chaos would basically conquer the world, and, and it would become... A world of chaos, which oddly enough is sort of what's happened with Age of Signals. It's all really, but there you go. Um, and uh, I only wrote the first book, and I intended each book to follow one of the chaos gods or a champion of one of the chaos gods. The first book was called um, Tamakan, and it did get published, but the version they published wasn't the game I wrote, wasn't the version I wrote. However, I've never had the heart to look at it, so I can't tell you in which way it's different. So what, what, briefly, what did you write? I, so people that have read it, they'll... they'll know. It was basically the introductory phase of where the... Um, uh, it, it, it's revealed that um, uh, Carl Franz... Uh, All right, so... Uh, anything you want to add to that, Joseph? Uh, yeah, so um, that was the teaser for what's next after the movie. Um, and for people that couldn't see it, it's basically um, at the end of the film, 
There's like an end credit tease, and it features the one and only Rick Priestley, who is on the stream, um, and it kind of leaves on a cliffhanger. So all it, uh, we will be doing a what we're calling the Wargaming Stories. That is a web series that is the combination of all the interviews because overall over the period of filming from 2016 to 2018 that the film took place in um there's over 200 hours of interviews uh, a lot of them with kind of industry professionals um however most of that's been cut so the idea is to put together people's own self-contained web series kind of thing that will have the majority of those interviews so for example rick was so good and he gave up a whole day almost so i think our interview went on for four to six hours or something something like that um so there's so much that hasn't been used in the film that i want to kind of put out there so that's something coming in the future after this film um so and obviously it massively depends on the success of this one so mm. go out and you know show your support and um, we know that there's kind of an audience for it because um, going through all of that footage, we've done one so far that we're using as kind of a test model um, to see how well it goes. But there's about 24 interviews that we would like to turn into a series. Um, and then again, later on down the line, if that's season, but we're going to call season one as well, we might do something that's more up to date um, with some other companies and some other people in the industry. So yeah, that's kind of what it is. Um, so very exciting times. I'm hoping that the film will be the catalyst to kind of getting it out there and getting a bit more attention on the industry and getting people to support it. Okay, so a couple of questions from the chat here. One is, uh, where is the series going to be? And two, will it be available in Belgium? Uh, it will probably be um, online and it will probably be self-distributed. So... Um, it will probably fund it like we did with this film via Kickstarter, and then it will be made available through probably Vimeo on demand. Um, so you kind of just will set each person's will be their own kind of self-contained series that will have lots of episodes that covers lots of different conversation pieces that we've had that people can buy. They can pick kind of the ones that they want because we'll have them all separately, or they can just kind of buy the whole series. So, but that is, that's to come uh, later on 2000, probably Christmas um, next year. So yeah, it's all very exciting, but again, it's just, uh, if, if, this, if this doesn't do that well, and we, there's not a market for it, obviously um, we might not be investing a load of time into it. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, it is very exciting. So go out, support it, show that there's obviously an audience for it. And that's the key thing. So a couple of things here. Uh... One, we got one more giveaway to do, so uh, let's uh, let's do that. Uh, and it's pick a starter army giveaway. So I guess you uh, pick one of these um, here. Is it, or is it the other one, the Band of Brothers? We did that first. That was the first one we did. Okay. Uh, this was the first, and then the second was the signed book, and then the last one was pick a starter army. Okay. Uh, so what should be the uh, the keyword here that's uh, entered? Should it be Miniature uh, Wargaming the movie again? Miniature Wargaming the movie? Should it be hashtag, uh, hashtag Miniature Wargaming the movie? 
Yeah, yeah, let's, let's go for that. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do that. Uh, hashtag Miniature Wargaming, the movie. Type that in if you want, uh, well, as an indication to us that you would like to be uh, a winner of this prize. This one specifically, picking one of these starter sets, starter armies, uh, sponsored by Warlord Games. Thank you very much, guys, for that. Oh, choose an access or allied starter army. Very cool. So yeah, I thought after this, if whilst we've got everyone, I thought we could play a quick uh, game um, that gets everyone involved. I thought we could do maybe some um, charades, so split all the guests <laughs> up into two teams. Uh, I thought that'd be entertaining for everyone involved. Um, so yeah, uh, I've got, I've got, I don't know what you've done the giveaway. I don't know how easy it's going to be for you to kind of. Um, put other people as key and I thought we could have a rep from each team that will do the charading uh, and then the others will guess ah okay um, hmm. let's see how can we do this what's the best way of doing this uh, I think the best way might be to just uh, for me to switch to just the full capture view and so whoever's talking they'll have full screen if that works does that work? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Should we do the giveaway first and then that? Yeah, let's do the giveaway first. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So keep everyone on. A bit of entertainment for the end. Three, <laughs> two, one. Luke McLennan. Uh, congrats, Luke McLennan. It's a viewer from YouTube. Just going to make a little note of that. Luke. McLennan. So what you'll need to do, Luke, is uh, email us support at miniwargaming.com to claim your prize. So email that. Uh, and you know, it's a good thing that uh, Google owns YouTube because it uh, really should come up as the same name when you email us. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, that's how you claim your prize. Also, make sure to include your name uh, email, phone number, and shipping address, and also most importantly, what you won, because uh, I got a five-second memory and I will not remember. And it's uh, pick a starter army giveaway. That is the one that you won specifically. So make sure to make note of that when you email support at miniwargaming.com. Okay, now uh, going on to the uh, here. Let's just uh, let's do this. Um, Okay, so we are all here, <laughs> and this is what everyone is seeing. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so I thought we could um, split them. Let me just bring out mine. So let's go with the teams of Adam, Matt, Andy, um, and then Rick, Henry, and Chris. And how about me and you, Dave, will be the charaders. Okay, sounds so good. Can... <laughs> that sounds like a band. Great. So if there's a way I can send you the private the one that picked out that we can start with. This ends well. 
<laughs> so for this, uh, Joseph, for this, are is it only going to be us that's being shown? Uh, yeah, if, oh. if that's what you want to do, and then the others will just shout out um, if they if they get it. Okay, so if that's the case, let's uh, let's go back to how we were before then. Is there um, an easy way to just send a message to you on Gmail? Uh, yeah, you can you can Gmail it. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. And then I'll do this for for the viewers at home who are watching. If they're watching us act things out, then I'll keep the screen as it is because it shows both okay. of us right now. Uh, yeah, and if you send something, if you just email it. That's yep. fine. I'll get it. Yeah, I'll just send it over. So are the viewers allowed to guess as well? Yeah. Ooh. Why not? Please, 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 please help us. I've seen Joe's acting. So. <laughs> there's, yeah, a reason he's, there's a reason he's behind the camera. After this, you may not have any viewers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is on its way. Joe putting on his best inscrutable face. <laughs> Are we uh, are we acting uh, with audio, with like talking, uh, or just acting? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it would be entertaining with sound effects. Obviously, just don't give it away. Okay. Um, so, Bobby's <laughs> War Game Charade. Uh, this is so it's going to be TV and film, war-related TV and film, so ah. either fantasy or, <clears throat> or something to do with. Uh, military history. So, oh, okay. I've sent him to Dave. He's got. So, when he gets the email, we can begin. So, I will take. Um, we'll, we'll call them the legends. I'll take the legend team of Rick, Henry, and Chris. Oh, lovely. So, sorry, Dave. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a legend. And you, and you can. You, sorry. Is that legend or leg end? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I got it. Okay. So you just pick on the list which one you want to do first. I think the I think the first and fourth. Uh, the other two would be tougher for me, so I think the first and fourth would be. Uh... Okay. Okay, let's do that then. Okay. Uh, is everyone ready? Yeah, I'm ready. ready as we're ever gonna be. Okay. I need to get so I can see myself. There we go. Ready? Yes. yes. Okay, so the first one. Uh... <laughs> oh, what? Let's see. Film. Robin Hood. Hold it. The Naked Gun. <laughs> Four words. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was a Gandalf song. Yeah. All right, then. Lord, Lord of the Rings. Yes. Well, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the words to the song he was singing, so I had to just mumble it. <laughs> I forgot which words. Yeah, you did really well then. That's great. <laughs> oh, wait, did I, was I not supposed to give it away? No, no, it's fine. No. I just forgot. Okay. <laughs> Okay, which one do you do next? 
was you next and you're doing two and three and then he's doing four yes oh okay i was doing both of them okay oh uh, okay do... no no it's fine i was gonna do them at the same time uh so everyone can guess mm. okay let's do the second one I'll, I'll, I'll add this one and you do the next one okay it is four words four words no it's not not three words, <laughs> three words. <laughs> Good <laughs> Singing uh, in rhyme. Okay. Um, ooh, I do this. No pressure, Joe. I know. Running. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't think this through. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought you were going to crack it. Oh, you did it. First word. First word. Wrist. Watch. Circle. <laughs> oh, we're playing that game. <laughs> um, this is a hard one. Goodwill hunting. Don't look at the chat. Okay. Don't look at the chat. They they might be right. <laughs> the naked gun. I said that. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> but that was the last one. All right. Second word. And third word. Third word. Um... Band of Brothers. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> no, I would be right. The band. It was the band. I couldn't. I couldn't oh. do brother. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get myself an easier one. Yeah. The third one, Dave, you're up. For the third one, uh, you can do whatever oh, one you want. Whatever. Okay. All right. Uh... Rowing. Rowing. <sighs> All right. Then it transitions later on to this. <gasps> riding, ripping. I'm gonna go riding. Yeah, sports riding. Uh... Stage coach. <laughs> what? Rowing? Uh, uh, Again, comments. You are correct. Uh, that's all I remember from this uh, particular piece of media, which may be a TV show or a movie. Maybe a long one. Hint it. Oh, oh, I can give. I can give a clue to this one. Uh, first word. Yeah. Na 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 na. Yeah, I've got to go. <laughs> I, okay. I feel like someone said it. And our flower pot men. Yeah. Bill and Ben. Yes, it's Ben. It's Ben Hur, isn't it? It's Ben Hur. Very well done. Last one. Yay. Uh, <laughs> okay. This is um, film. 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 Gun. Gun. Salute. Sniper. 
I don't know what that was. Joe, you, Joe, your camera's in the wrong position for that action. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I almost die in everything I'm in. Ooh. It's Sean Bean. Sean Bean. No, he Sean. Died. Sean. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Oh, that. Thank is, that, is that two each? Is that two each? I think that's a two each. That's two each. I'll take it. What, what's the oh. prize? <laughs> Whatever it is, it wasn't worth it. See that again. <laughs> it, it, it was worth the uh, embarrassment for Joe, trust us. Yeah, exactly. it's not like anybody else has seen that. It's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, thank God this is a private chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our apologies to the viewers. Yeah. The ones that are still with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... Um, so what do you think, Joe? Uh, I, do, you, do you want to do one more? Do you want to just end on a draw? No, we don't end on draws. No, I'm just not. No, no. We have no. we have to extend okay, let's it. Do a, let's do a really easy one. <laughs> Minish war game in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes! I... All right, you win. <laughs> yeah, that's decided. Yeah, you win that. Yeah, that's fair. So, I just want to. Um, I, th I think we should leave on a draw. I think it's good. Yeah. Um, I just want to thank everyone that obviously took part in the film and also came out today. Um, it's been amazing to have everyone. Thank you so much, um, Rick, Henry, Chris, Andy, Adam, and Matt. <clears throat> it was you know it was great to obviously spend the last five years um, getting to know you all. <laughs> film. Uh, giving up your time has been, you know, I, I couldn't ask for any more, you know, anything else from kind of having people to tell their stories. Uh, I honestly wouldn't wish for, you know, anyone else. I think you guys made the film what it is. And if it wasn't for everyone's help and support and being really open and honest and kind of inviting me into your house, um, it wouldn't be where it is today. And I really hope that people go out and kind of support it because this could be, you know, quite big for the industry. It also could, could be quite big for people that are war gamers, getting loved ones and other people. Um, those people that don't know or really understand it, it might give them a little bit of insight to what it is and why people are so passionate about it and how it can help in so many different ways from just, you know, having, you know, long Matt and Adam that are in the film, obviously they're lifelong friends now and wargaming has been something that's kept them together um obviously andy with how it's helped his life um and dealing with you know the coping mechanisms um henry for just being amazing and you know being so insightful and so passionate about the industry and the historical side spending most of your life dedicated to it i really appreciate that um, and I, I know everyone else out there in this historical world do. Um, Chris, for kind of being, letting me into your family, letting, trusting me with your story and with your children, especially, you know, Gaius, when he was so young. Um, it's, it, I, I couldn't have asked for anything else. And for Brick, I know you're, you know, really, really busy and you are, as much as you might not want people to say you are a legend, and without your contribution to the industry, we wouldn't have what it is. Um, your game systems, what you did at Games Workshop, what you've done since with Warlord, 
um, is amazing. And the fact that you are now, you and Aries and everyone else now supports the historical side. I know they are all, you know, really, really grateful. It's not just obviously what you did at Games Workshop, it's what you're doing now and what you'll do in the future. So I just want to be kind of a spokesman for uh, everyone that will watch the film and the kind of war gamers and anyone that's into any form of hobby. I just want to say thank you to all of you um, because you are real fans and without your contribution or support of the industry, we wouldn't have what it is. And I want to thank Dave and everyone else that's took time out of their busy schedules to kind of be involved in the film and your contribution, you know, without using traditional media and what you guys do on YouTube, um, the industry wouldn't be where it is. And the fact that people like Games Workshop are striving because of the help of you guys um, and the whole industry is striving compared to where it was. Uh, I'm really, really grateful. So I just want to say a massive thank you to you all. I do appreciate it. I really do. Yeah. Uh, and that being said, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, go out and watch the film uh, because these guys' stories are really important in the history. And um, yeah, so go. You can buy it. This is the, the final plug you're going to hear from me. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on Apple TV. It's on Google Play Store. It's on Vimeo On Demand. And it's also on Voodoo, all in North America with a UK release in 2021. Thank you. I appreciate you all being on the stream. I appreciate everyone at home for watching. You guys are the fans. You are the ones that this was made for, as well as the general public. Share it with everyone. And let's get Wargaming to number one on Amazon Prime. <laughs> and can I say on behalf of all of us who've been involved in tonight's show and the audience out there, the person who needs thanking the most is Mr. Joe Piddington, who's created something amazing yeah agreed I appreciate that.